Alright, welcome to episode 9 of the Sailing Doodles podcast. I'm Bobby. And I'm Laura. And uh, we are the Sailing Doodles. Actually, the Doodles are Maverick and Goose. But uh, we're going to talk today about cruising the Caribbean. Which My favorite. Favorite. Alright, well, cheers. You ready? Yeah. Let's kick this one off. There we go. All right, so first, before we start, we just want to thank Gulf Charters Thailand and Island Spirit Catamarans. They've actually kind of come together under one umbrella company. Now they're doing the charters and the finance and all that, too, so it's kind of a cool deal. But uh, GulfChartersThailand.com. And then, of course, our patrons, um, you guys on Patreon that support us and, and let us continue to do this. Yes. We could not do it without you. And, of course, if you haven't checked it out, we do have a YouTube channel. That's where kind of our bread and butter. We're kind of new at this podcast thing. But, but, but YouTube, yeah, it's been around. And sorry, she's kind of getting a little cold, so she might sound a little... A little down, but I'm not down. I just yeah. sound down. <laughs> well, that means I'm going to get a cold next, so... What? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Living on a boat in course, close quarters is going to Yeah, I was going to say tiny stasis. <laughs> yeah. Get, uh... So anyway, so now we're talking about the Caribbean, cruising the Caribbean. Last last week we did cruising the Bahamas and what it's like to do that. So this week we're picking another region that we're familiar with, and we're doing cruising the Caribbean. Now, you lived in the Caribbean for quite a while. I lived there for a year for school, and then left, and then came back for about another year, which okay. was last year, the same year you were in the Caribbean. And what uh, what all islands did you live on? So I've gone, well, I've cruised too, on and off throughout the years. Um, I've gone as far south as um, Montserrat. Okay. Now a lot of people have been there because it was evacuated due to the volcano exploding right. and covering Plymouth. So. Yeah. And but you spent for mostly uh, on uh, St. Kitts and St. Thomas. I love St. Kitts. Yep, mm -hmm. and I worked in St. Thomas. And that's where you were basically right before you started joining on this trip here. Yep. So yeah, that's what I was Saint, doing. Saint Kitts, so, so, uh, so the location of the Caribbean. A lot of people think the Bahamas are part of the Caribbean. They're actually not. Uh, the Caribbean is a little sea. It's kind of like the sea in between all the islands and Puerto Rico and all that. Um, and so the, the the location of the Caribbean would be. You know, Puerto Rico, all the Virgin Islands, and then the island chain south all the way down to, like, Trinidad and Tobago. Yep. And, and then, then it's South America. Yeah. And then, of course, you have, like, you know, Jamaica and all that stuff in there, too. In right? the middle. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, so being that's where that is, it's actually a quite a long ways from the United States to get down there. Uh, you know, it's a, it can be a four, you know, four or five hour flight from Miami down to a lot of those islands. Yep. And so it's a long way. So if you think about it, it's a four-hour flight. Think about how long it takes to sail that far. It's a long way. <laughs> I sailed uh, from uh, we just I sailed from St. Martin to um, basically Georgetown, Bahamas, which is only a couple hundred miles away from the United States. I did that in like four and a half days. I was sailing downwind though. And we had a friend that just sailed from where do you sail he from? He went into Gorda, BDI, mm -hmm. Gorda, yeah. and he went all the way to. Fort Lauderdale. Yep. And it took him uh, a week to do that. So Still it's a long way it. to sail. And it, but the thing that the problem is that that's going downwind. Coming the wind is almost always out of the east southeast. And so that's the way you're trying to go because of the trade winds and it's hard to get down there. It really is. So the location makes it difficult. Um, it, it, it would be it would be pretty hard to cruise seasonally like a lot of people do in the Bahamas. They'll cruise for six months and they'll go back to the States. It'd be hard to do that in the Caribbean and get your boat back. Because of the wind. Yeah. So it's easy to leave, not easy to return to the U.S.? Right, right. I right. know it's easy to get back to the U.S. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's hard, to, it's hard to get to the Caribbean. It's easy to get away. Got so. it. Uh, but that said, you know, Puerto Rico is part of the United States, so with the U.S. Virgin Islands, actually. But Puerto Rico makes a great jumping-off point to go into the Caribbean. There's a lot. I mean, you get yep. anything there. There's Costco. There's Sam's. Everything's cheap in Puerto Rico because it's... Well, you can fly there, buy a boat there. Yeah. Provision there. Yeah. And then go. A lot of do that. You can actually get a pretty good deal on boats. Mostly, uh, Puerto Rico tends to be power boats. There's not a whole lot of sailboats. 
but you can buy a boat down there and start from there. And actually, while we're talking about buying boats, you can get some good deal. Well, I don't know about now because of the Who knows hurricane. right now? I haven't really followed yeah. up with it. But, but yeah, Hurricane Maria just happened a few months ago. Used so. to, you could get some pretty good deals on boats down in the Caribbean, especially the Southern Caribbean, because people get down there and they're, they're, it's kind of like, I don't want to sail three weeks to get the boat back, so I'll just sell it down here. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, isn't that the scoop with Hawaii as well? Yeah, well, Hawaii, yeah, I mean, it's far east. Halfway yeah, and then, well, to your goal, and they're like, this is not for it's me. It's 23, so it's over 2,000 miles to the next island, so yeah. yeah. it's kind of a dumping ground for yeah. good boats, yeah. but it's a long yeah. passage. But, so, you know, while we're kind of talking about location, we'll, we'll go with the weather there. It's perfect uh, in the winter and spring. It's just gorgeous. Um, it's not too hot. The water temperature's still really good. There's no it's major... It's like bath water. It's yeah. It's always perfect. Yeah, it's nice. But it can be pretty hot in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you know, hurricanes in the fall. They happen. A lot. Sometimes, like, three or four at a time. You, you were down, She was down there for three different ones, so... Not out of choice. Mm-hmm. I was upset that my nursing assignment went through the heart of hurricane season, and I brought that up, but mm-hmm. I still went because... I wanted to be down there, yeah. and then wouldn't you know, all three of them. Yeah. Well, four if you include. Harvey. Hey, it's a good thing because that's when you're like, screw it, I'm leaving the Caribbean, and then you came sail with us. So exactly. There you go. There you go. We just found another mm-hmm. ocean. Right, to sail another on. one. Yeah, but this one there's less hurricanes, you know. I don't know here, but uh, so you know, speaking, you know, there, so it does have the trade winds. The winds are almost always out of the east, southwest, unless unless there's a storm that's coming through and you're catching the back end of it or something like that. But its geography kind of makes a big difference too, as far as. Uh, the yeah. islands down there. You said there's two different types of islands. Yeah, you got your volcanic and your coral. So the volcanic volcanic islands tend to be like the U.S. Virgin Islands are volcanic islands where they're really steep, high mountainous peaks. They're really lush and vegetated. And then there's like uh, what St. Kitts is not St. Kitts. No, St. Kitts is definitely a volcano. Okay, which which one? Which would be? is super high. Yeah. Like, um, are you sure? Anagata. That... Anagata is a coral one, isn't it? I would think that the Virgin Islands are coral. No. The, U, the U.S. Well, Virgin the Islands. Bahamas are definitely coral. Yeah, the like coral. Flat. Yeah, but that's not. And St. Martin does not have a volcano. Obviously, Montserrat does. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominica would. Mm-hmm. But they're clearly different. Well, it You've doesn't mean the flat... act of volcano. They, they were they were made by volcanic activity. Like Anagata is a flat well, island, right? Totally. So, so that's a coral-based island. But the U.S. Virgin Islands, I mean, you get to St. Thomas. I mean, the peaks can be a thou- a couple thousand feet tall there. Yeah, Thomas is definitely. I mean, high. it's 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 mostly that. So there's two different types of islands. And because both those two, uh, the water is really deep um, around all the islands. Mm-hmm. Like in the Bahamas, it's pretty shallow because it's on a big bank. But in the, in, the, in the Caribbean, it's really deep water. So it makes it kind of hard to anchor sometimes. Because, you know, you could be 100 yards from land and you're in 60 feet of water. You know, it makes a big difference. Um, and, but, but, that, you know, but with the deeper water, you have better scuba diving and snorkeling. Um, you know, because there is deeper water and more reefs and all that. Yeah. Stuff to check out. Um, but, you know, the water is not as pretty as Bahamas, too. I mean, very few places are. That's because, you know, it's just shallow sand there in the Bahamas, but the Caribbean is nice there, too. So, um, uh, the sailing experience in the Caribbean, um... When I sailed from St. Kitts to, um, St. Martin, it was a 12-hour sail. Yeah. And I guess a good thing about sailing from island to island is you always see the next one, the right. next two. So, you know, you're always seeing land, unlike what we're about to do, right. just be in the middle of the ocean. Most of the islands are no more than about 50, 60 miles apart. So, I mean, you know, you're talking 12, you know, 12, 14 hours at a maximum. You know, so, you know, if you really wanted to get... But most islands are 8, 10 hours apart sailing. It's comforting. That's uh-huh. why I wanted to learn how to sail down there. And mm-hmm. it's because you always see land, you know. Yeah. And you got the trade winds like we talked about earlier, so you got pretty consistent winds. Uh, but the problem with there are fewer islands down there, uh, 
It means the anchorages are much more crowded. Fewer islands, more boats, yeah. more traffic, yeah. people hanging out a little bit longer. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get a mooring or a slip or... I don't think we ever had an island to ourselves. You know, in the, in the Bahamas, we could cruise and get our own private beach, our own private island. I don't recall any island in the Caribbean that we stopped at, except for, well, even Culebra, Culebrita. Um, uh, there were still boats there, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's so much more boats, and and I don't I mean, like in the in the Bahamas we had islands people, all to ourselves. I think cruise ships contribute mm -hmm. to just a lot of more people, a lot more traffic, you know, on beaches right. as well. Right, and because you know, like we were talking about the water in some of these anchorages is so deep, there's a lot of mooring balls, partially because some of the anchorages are really too deep to anchor in, and so the mooring balls really help with that, and partially because the locals want to make money on it. Um, they charge you $20, $25 a night for a mooring, and you pretty much have no choice but to pay it. Well, that's pretty cool, though, because that's U.S. dollars, probably. Yeah. And some of these islands work off, you know, EC, Eastern Caribbean, so that's... Yeah, it's like three to one or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, because it is deeper water there, you can bring any kind of boat. Like, you know, we said in the Bahamas, like, uh, you know, sh uh, you know, deep drafted boats could be an issue, whereas here, it's really not a problem at all because the water is so deep everywhere. Um uh and like we said it's easy sailing but you got to check the weather you know it's only 12 hours to the next island but but uh you can make it you can make it no problem just check the weather before you go and then you hide <laughs> on one side of the island yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so now um continue with the sailing experience there part of that is is the expense of sailing down there and that can really vary a lot by island yes it can i mean these islands they people shop around from island to island for boat parts mm -hmm. for everything for i mean not all islands have something that you can a store that you can buy in bulk right so they will once a month get on a ferry or find a way to another island for other islands to do provisioning not mm -hmm. just even sailors yeah know. oh yeah that's just people that live on the island they're going to you know you lived in st kitts a lot of people go to st martin to get provisions and stuff yeah they will yeah, yeah. but uh and so it varies a lot i mean obviously puerto rico being um you know, a part of the United States and kind of a larger island, it is by far the cheapest place in the Caribbean as far as anything, really. Provisioning, stanks, staying, you know, uh, hotels, all that. It's really nice, though. If you haven't been to... Puerto Rico, I feel, kind of gets a bad rap. I really like Puerto Rico. I really like Puerto Rico. Yeah. I went there for a week, um, rented a car, went all the way around and tried to see as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really puts into perspective, you know, how they're economy is not the same as the u.s no. but how happy the people are and yeah. and, and really you know there's st some stuff is fancy and some stuff is not and yeah. the people lots to see and do the people were super friendly there i was really amazed by that you know you kind of get a people have a bad connotation when they think of puerto rico they think crime and all that but no the people have been some of the nicest people i've ever met live there very family oriented yeah, family and welcoming yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of history and stuff to do there, too. There's a lot of stuff Tons to do. Tons of history yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, as I said, Puerto Rico's pretty cheap. The Virgin, U.S. Virgin Islands would be, obviously, a little more expensive than Puerto Rico because they got another island to take all the stuff. But they still have stores that you're accustomed yeah, to. Like, like you Depot. can go to Kmart, Home yeah. Depot. They have something similar to Costco. What was it? Oh, I like a remember. Sam's Club or something? Yeah. They yeah. still have that. Once you leave there, yeah. you're kind of on your own. You gotta start getting creative. Yeah, the BVI is a little more expensive than the US VI, and then as you, generally speaking, there are some exceptions. Uh, the further south you go um, in the Caribbean island chain, the more expensive. With I the, would definitely the, say it gets more and more expensive all the way to St. Martin. Uh -huh. And then while well, you got like St. Bart's and stuff too, they're even more expensive. Uh -huh. Barbados, more expensive. But St. Kitts, 
Dominica, you know, starts to get a little cheaper, maybe. And then it spikes back up with St. Lucia and everywhere, Trinidad and Tobago, you know. Well, you got to think about how far they have to. Number one, all that stuff might be, you know, come in by boat or ship or airplane to Puerto Rico. Then it gets divvied up, goes to smaller and smaller boats as it goes further down the Caribbean island chain and all that. And so it's yep. just the, the cost the of transporting. Cost, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Which I thought was interesting because when I went to Montserrat, I tried to order a salad. And they're like, no, we don't serve salads here. And I was like, okay, well, I'll get a sandwich. Well, all their sandwiches, instead of having lettuce, had cucumber and that's because by the time the barge gets to them mm-hmm. all the lettuce is everything bad. Yeah, yeah is gone well. it's all wilted and which is a really cool place you should go to montserrat nobody goes there <laughs> right, well, and the people are so happy just be prepared the sand is so hot oh, and really? so black yeah you'll burn your feet like yeah. first two steps yeah uh and also expensive down there are marinas number one just because there are so many boats so few marinas and so they, they can charge pretty much whatever they want um, well, yeah, it, that's another thing. When shipping just cement yeah. and any kind of building materials way down to these places to build these massive marinas and shopping for everyone, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to do. That's probably why cruise ships only have that set up. Yeah. No one else has enough money to build those um, accommodations and but, I mean, amenities. It's, it's still not terrible. I mean, you know, like I always kind of, just because the Bahamas is really the first cruising grounds I went to and is my first experience, I kind of compare everything to that. I mean, even, you know, it's provisioning is still cheaper than in the Bahamas, but not cheap by any means in a lot of these places. I mean, you know. Well, they know what you're there to buy, too. Yeah, yeah. They know what things they can make money off of, especially yeah. like um, um, boat, boat, anything parts. boat, boat parts, especially. Those are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And only a few stores, and I mean, they're expensive. And and a lot of the islands down there, like the USVI, are like duty-free islands. Basically, you can come in and buy stuff, and if you leave with it, you you know it's duty-free. But one gotcha that you really got to pay attention to. I don't. I think a lot of people get 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 caught on this, and they don't know is that they think okay, the United States, Virgin Islands, is part of the United States. It is. So they'll they'll sail from the USVI to Puerto Rico. And they won't check in with the with the uh, with the you know the CBP, whatever Customs and Border Patrol, and that is a big gotcha. It's like a ten thousand dollar fine because because no it's way. a du- yeah. So you have to check in when when you come from the United States Virgin Islands to Puerto Rico. You need to check in. Wow. It's so it's uh it's a gotcha there. So you got to think about it. And one of those things is say you pick somebody up in the BVI. Say they're Canadian or you know European or something like that, and then you pick them up in the BVI. You can go to the USVI, no problem. You don't even really have to check in. I mean, you do technically have to check in. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> but uh, then, if you were to take them to Puerto Rico or the US, or the US, they would be a six hundred dollar fine for each each of those passengers because they have to check in from a valid port. They could. What you could do is if they wanted to sail with you to. Uh, the USVI is you'd have to put them on a ferry from the British Virgin Islands, like Soper's Hole, and then take them to uh, you know Cruise Bay, and they take the ferry over there or you know whatever. And that they come in and they check in with immigration on the ferry, and then they can go to your boat. But if you just do that same route on your boat, you six hundred dollar fine per person. Huh. So it's something to keep in mind there. Anyway, kind of went off on that one, but uh, things to do well, in the Caribbean. I think that's interesting because like when the hurricanes all happened, yeah. A lot of people were stranded because of this whole well there's an island right there and they have friends and boats and maybe a house to go to, but 
no customs or immigration, none of that was set up. Right. And some people could move around from the U.S. Virgin Islands to Puerto Rico to Miami. They could move around because all the airports are gone. Right. So they could do some, but... Um, They'd either have to have a visa or a U.S. passport. EDI, St. Martin, they all were just stuck. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of places With a lot of students and tourists as well that could not move. Yeah. Um, So things to do in the Caribbean. Uh, There's a lot, you know, some of the islands are pretty big and have a pretty high population, so there's a lot of nightlife going on there, especially like... The BVI, the U.S. Virgin Islands, a lot Saint of Martin. reggae music, yeah. live music. Saint Martin has a, you know, they have the Dutch side that's got just, I mean, it's got bonfires, a, yeah. carnival outfits, carnival, yeah, they do all that. Uh, so, but then there's those smaller, laid-back islands. I'm sure Saint Kitts is more laid-back, is it not? It's laid-back. They've got a little bit of everything. Yeah. But you got to know what day it's happening. Yeah. Like There's like one place that does something on Wednesday, one place that does it on Tuesday. They don't really compete that much with yeah. each other. And then, you know, there's all kinds of, like, events there. You know, the BVI has their full moon parties, and and I'm sure other islands do that, too. And there's lots of rallies and regattas. Regattas are awesome. Yeah. And there's there's pretty much, uh, they kind of time them as you go. Like, there's the first one's, like, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then the next one's in the BVI, and then they keep on moving south down the island chain as the season goes on. So people that kind of... You could be a regatta junkie. You really could, and just kind of follow the regattas and watch the races and see the boats Mm -hmm. and get to know the people. Yeah, there's some pretty nice boats in there, too. They go, I mean... Oh yeah, they have some high dollar boats to do that. You see, we saw, I saw, I've seen them being shipped in and out of there on cargo barges. It's amazing. But there's lots of great diving and tons of great hiking. Yeah, um, climb the volcano. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. And the historic sites, just because I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean. They yeah, there's forts like St. Kitts has Brimstone Hill. It's a huge fortress. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico has a great fort. Yeah, there's a bunch of them in Puerto Rico. Great history, like nobody could Moro, take that one, right? El Moro, yeah, El Moro, yeah. No, I don't think anybody ever took it. I think they took it for like a few hours one time. I can't remember what it was, but but they ended up. Brimstone Hill, they got it. starved out. Yeah. Otherwise, no one could get them. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you know, like in U.S. Virgin Islands, you have like Blackbeard's Castle, you know, and all the yeah. pirate history and all that stuff down there. So it's pretty pretty cool. And there's some great like. Um, Museums too, yeah, all oh, that yeah. pirating stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, bottles and coins and all kinds of stuff they find in the ocean. Yeah, and then I mean, but you know, there, a lot of the big islands, especially, there's a lot of cruise ships that go in there. So you know, they have all the kind of day charter and zip lines and all that stuff catering to tourists. Where there's too. a cruise ship, there yeah. are plenty of activities. Yeah, yeah. And but the people of the Caribbean are generally pretty friendly. Uh, I, I think maybe in. You know, the U.S. Virgin Islands, they're not quite as friendly. I don't know. I didn't get that. I mean, like, the locals were kind of I like, hung out definitely with some locals. Yeah. And I think I think the reason why we hit it off so much is because the more deeper in the Caribbean you get, the more you're kind of expected to know their culture and say, like, mm-hmm. good morning, good afternoon, good night, and look everyone in the eye on mm-hmm. the bus and down mm-hmm. the street and say hello to everyone. So I kind of took that with me to the Virgin Islands. Next thing you know, I had friends. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think the locals are pretty friendly, though. I've never had They're a problem. They're super friendly. Yeah. They're just waiting for you to be more friendly. Our yeah. U.S. customs kind of keep us more, like, preserved. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it, our own party, I guess. Yeah. But there's lots of transplants down there. There's a lot of people from the from the U.K. and from the United States that have moved down there. And you were saying a lot of, like, Indian and Filipino and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. Because, you know, there's jobs down there and stuff like that. But, uh, so the cruisers... Uh, kind of the bad thing, in my opinion, um, uh, about the the Virgin Islands and in that area, especially uh, down to maybe as far south as St. Martin, is that it's almost all charter boats. Yeah, so the only way to move is to rent um, a boat with 
their captain yeah. for a week. Yeah. And you kind of do their little routine, yeah. their route, whatever it is, and then you're done. I, I, yeah, I, it's I was, still awesome. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun, but I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, a lot of places you go cruising and it's just, you know, 80% cruisers living on their own boat who you get to know and all that, and then there's a smattering of charter. Well, in the in the Northern Caribbean there, in the in the Virgin Islands and in that area, it's just the opposite. It's eighty percent charter boats. Busy by day. Busy, yeah. And, and then goes down at night yeah. on those docks. Yeah. No yeah. one lives there. Uh, but I mean, generally, the, the there are I mean, there are a lot of friendly people down there. I've still met some good cruisers, and and they're very helpful people. Um, there's probably a lot more catamarans down there than anywhere else I've seen. I agree. Just everywhere. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I mean, we do we. If you haven't looked at it, there's a uh, another previous podcast we did, Catamaran versus Monohull, and we kind of go on back and forth on the benefits of each one. And I've always said uh, a catamaran is great for cruising the Caribbean. Absolutely. It is absolutely. Um, but the the cruisers down there are all ages. Um, like I said, it, with the with the charter boats, tend to be kind of wealthier, you know, playboy type stuff. You know, with the charter boats. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of people on a shoestring budget too down there on their own boat. Yep. So. All walks of life. Yep. Well, that'll bring this one to an end. We want to thank you for listening uh, to another of the Sailing Duels podcast, number nine. I can't believe yes, it's nine already. thank you. We try to do one a week. We're a little late this week, but uh, uh, we'll get them out to you next time. Uh, so, again, we want to thank Gulf Charters Thailand, Island Spirit Catamarans, and you guys, the patrons, the Patreons, patreon.com slash sailingdoodles. You guys are what make this possible. That's our team. That's right. Thank you, guys. I think we're up to like 430 patrons now, and we couldn't do it without you. So I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And then, of course, our YouTube channel, if you want to check that out, we're Sailing Doodles on there. We're all up to over 60,000 subscribers I now. know. Hey. Very nice. Uh, so, again, if you like the podcast, please rate and review. It really helps us with the ratings and all that. And, um, and also, if you want to come sail with us, check out our, our website, sailingdoodles.com, and there's a little tab that says Sail With Us, and it'll give you more information on how to sail with us. Got our calendar. Mm-hmm. Yep, and all the awesome places we're going to. All right, well, thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. All right, thank you. Cheers. Cheers.